When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Welcome in, fellow football friends. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, producer Declan Goff, and we welcome our friend Courtney Cronin back to the show from ESPN.com. Uh, this show today presented in part by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. You can find out more about the My Shield resources that you can get as a business owner at federatedinsurance.com. Uh, My Shield is the online client destination for risk management resources. Find out more again at federatedinsurance.com or download the app at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Uh, Courtney, are you just like waiting? Are you just like refreshing the internet and texts from sources to see what the latest is in the quarterback carousel like we are every day? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that we got this little tip last week that the Eagles were close to doing something with Carson Wentz. Um, and the more you think about it, certainly there's two teams that stand out, the, Indi- the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. Well, I tend to believe that since nothing has happened as of yet – uh, as of Tuesday, February 16th, that that might have been put out there kind of as a ploy to drum up some more interest to see if there's any other teams that, you know, want to get in on this market for Carson Wentz to potentially drive the price up for him. Um, because it's going to be one of two things as far as that, as far as the first, you know, second domino call the the golf and the uh, Stafford trade, I guess the first domino in the quarterback market of the off season, but to really get things going, because we're just about a month away, a month and a day from the official start of free agency, but, you know, less than a month from the legal tampering period, which begins on the 15th of March. Um, one of two things are going to happen. Either Carson Wentz is going to be the first domino in the quarterback market to fall and then start this uh, chain of events or it's going to be Deshaun Watson really don't think it's going to be Deshaun Watson as the first domino to fall unless somehow some way the Houston Texans are blown away by whatever offer they get for him Um, because certainly teams are interested it's just a matter of whether the Texans are going to do anything with that so not typically not like terribly surprised that nothing's happened yet but I do think that in the end, Carson Wentz will either be with the Indianapolis Colts or Chicago Bears, but the Eagles are still trying to get those two first-round picks reportedly for him. Um, driving that pr- price up by saying, hey, we're close, um, is it, definitely a strategy we've seen happen before when, when teams are trying to work through the media to drum up interest on a player with other teams. So exploring that path, if 
Wentz does get a first round pick. Um, and that starts what basically, or, or I should say, it continues what started with Stafford and the golf sure. trade, Courtney. At what point in time do you think that this market for quarterbacks could get crazy where teams are calling teams uh, just based on the, the fact that at some point in time, if Wentz gets a first-round pick, I think this thing could start to spiral and, and be super fun. Um, mm-hmm. how, how much do you think that that potentially changes things going down the path of not saying that they would make a move, but if somebody mm-hmm. called the Vikings and said, you know, Cousins, yeah. we still like Cousins, and we would give... Sure. I think there does become a point in time where it'd be very hard to, to just say no, hang up the phone, and not at least listen to what's proposed. Absolutely. And I mean, I made that same argument last week, and some people, some fans thought I was nuts for it because... Join the club. Free, free agency is all about getting better. And if you don't even entertain the fact that you could enter this quarterback carousel when there's upwards of 18 quarterbacks who could be on new teams next year. I was doing radio the other night with Field Yates and I asked him like, well, how many do you think will, how many teams will have new starters in 2021? He said at 15, that is literally half the league. That's nuts. So if there's any time and I'm like, when it comes to Kirk, I'll get into that, but like there's reasons why the Vikings should entertain at least kicking the tires on it. But you know what I think everybody's kind of like looking around waiting to see who makes the first move because if you get a first round pick if you get two first round picks which again was the reported rumor about how much of the comp- of how much compensation the Eagles were seeking for Carson Wentz um you know if if teams are able to see how much you can get for someone of Carson Wentz's caliber who was benched because he had hurt feelings in week 17 not because he was hurt um that's that that will drive up the interest of teams wanting to jump in and potentially move around and try to advance their quarterback position through free agency. Now, as it pertains to Kirk, because I know that this is something that is kind of a point of contention. There's some fans who agree, at least with with my stance on you got to entertain this or in others who are like, he was great last year. He wasn't the problem. That's like the line that you hear everywhere. Um, why would you take a step back to, you know, potentially get somebody of a lesser caliber, if you want to consider it that, or for a number of reasons. Well, okay, I'll start here. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are entering the first year of their contract extensions. They enter the year coming off a 7-9 and nine season. They enter the year on some form of warmth on a seat. You don't have to call it the hot seat, but the seat's definitely warm. Yeah, it's like, it's like, the, it's like the low setting, not the high setting in your yes. car as you're warming it up. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's when I have my, um, what's it called, my heating pad for my back. On level one, yeah. On level one for the thirty-minute setting, not level five that but, goes an hour but it's and on. minutes. It's on. So, yeah, it's on. Um, if you were, you know, and, and this is for for those who don't know, like what's going on behind the scenes, like you know, people are concerned about their jobs going forward, and as you should be. This is not a league where you are guaranteed. Oh, well, you want seven and nine one year. We know that you typically go one year playoffs, one year non playoffs, one year playoffs, one year non playoffs. Like if you get back to the playoffs, it's great. Well, they still have a lot of work to do with this roster. So there should be a heightened sense of urgency. That's where I'm going to start this conversation. But as it pertains to Kirk, yes, he was good last year, and he was not the overarching problem with this team. We know that the defense was not where it needed to be, and the offense couldn't sustain with a defense that looked like that. So if you think that Kirk Cousins is going to be able to give you what he gave you last year and then take a step beyond that, Great, but you also have to realize he's a, a rookie offensive coordinator 
who, yes, it has learned under Gary Kubiak, but, but it, for his son, um, but it is an unproven commodity at that. So let's not act like this is going to be Gary, you know, part two until we actually can see whether it can be that. And also, is this offense going to be modernized to the fact where it doesn't look as predictable as it did last year? There's a lot of what ifs that have to deal with this offense that you can't just say, oh, Kirk, you know, was good last year. He'll be good again this year. I mean, it, good could still get you seven and nine. Also, like the reason I think they should enter the quarterback market, like, you know, putting Kirk's play aside, putting everything else aside, that contract has been a ball and chain for them for years and will continue to be so because he's a $45 million cap hit in 2022. If you want to reconstruct the roster, if you're Mike Zimmer looking at this being like, I need, you know, I just really need more defensive pieces. I need, you know, expensive edge rushers. I need some veteran corners. I need this, that, and the other thing. Um, hell, I want to keep Eric Wilson. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do that. I still don't think that happened. But if you see a window to get up from under that contract, which has been a thorn in your side, you know, realistically since 2018, because they have been so limited in what they can do in free agency, now is literally the only chance you will have to do that. Mm -hmm. The only chance. So that is why it makes sense for them to at least put their big toe, the tip of their big toe in the water to test it. Not saying that has to happen, but you need to at least entertain the fact of potentially moving on, you know, if Kyle Shanahan really loves Kirk Cousins and wants him that badly, drive up the price, do what you have to do, because you could get out from under that contract and it would give you the freedom to do things that you weren't able to do since you signed him in 2018, because you've been so limited financially in how aggressive you can be in free agency. This would potentially give you the chance to be more aggressive than you've been in years. That is why I think that they should at least consider it, not saying they're going to, but if you think logically and rationally, which I know a lot of people don't, that's why they should at least consider getting involved in the quarterback market. Yep. And to your point, because we, you know, we have the same debates with fans. And it's funny, Judd and I argue about a lot of things over seven years doing a show. We've just been in lockstep on this quarterback thing. And it's not lockstep saying he is to blame. Like you brought up, Courtney, Correct. The, argu- Correct. the argument people make, well, he's not the problem. This isn't a race to figure out. Who isn't the problem? It's a race to win a Super Bowl. And the, to me, the ultimate irony when people say, listen, Kirk Cousins was fine last year. This is a team game. That's the ultimate irony. It's a team game. And the rest of your team suffers when a non-elite, good but non-elite quarterback makes 31 and $45 million to the cap. And I would just circle back. People, you know, rightfully so, complained for years and years about the Tavares Jackson era and the Christian Ponder era. And the and the early Teddy Bridgewater, you know, training wheels era. But the Vikings went ten and six. They won I think they won a division with uh with Tavares Jackson in two thousand eight. They went ten and six and made a playoff appearance with Christian Ponder. And I'm not saying that those guys are as good as Kirk at all. I'm saying if it's a team game, salary cap matters and it shows you that even when you whiff on a starting quarterback like they did with Tavares Jackson and Christian Ponder those guys made nothing. Those guys made like, you know, a fraction of the salary cap and the Vikings were able to construct a roster around them. There's many paths to get to where the Vikings have been at like 500 and this is just another path to the same result. That's all I, that's all that's my main argument, Courtney. And I'll say this too. Mike Zimmer is still the head coach of this football team. 
his mindset of how you win a game has not changed. It just didn't pan out the way he wanted it to in 2020 because you're going through a rebuild on defense. Another word that seems to trigger a lot of people, I'm not saying I've never said a rebuild has to be seven to ten years like the Jets or what the Houston Texans are about to enter. A rebuild on one side of the ball could take anywhere from two to three years, and that's what they're going to be doing for the next at least one to two seasons. So if, you, if you're Mike Zimmer and you're, you're saying, hey, I'm the head coach of this football team. I'm not changing my philosophy. We win on defense here. Let's say the San Francisco 49ers because that's the one that makes the most sense. And this, I think, is what really pissed people off is what I said in, in a blurb that I wrote last week, um, just thinking about what the most bold move they could possibly pull off this offseason. If Kyle Shanahan calls you and says, I love Kirk, I've loved Kirk, from the day I met him, I want him. I've then looked in Kirk's eyes. <laughs> looked in his eyes. I mean, Kirk, I love you. I mean, and I know that I'm like giving you like you know I'm you know adding some humor into that, but like realistically, this is the guy who said like, yeah, I was bummed out. Like, I mean, happy for him that he got his 84 million in 2018, but I was bummed out because that's who he thought his quarterback was going to be in San Francisco when he took that job. So, like. The proposed compensation, I said that like they should potentially jump at the opportunity. If they give you Jimmy Garoppolo in a second round pick, which you don't currently have right now, let's not forget that you have three picks in the top 100, and they're all you know you have a first and you have two third rounders. Like you should certainly consider that option. And yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably a step back from Kirk Cousins, but there's more similarities there than anything else. And the thing is, you can go cheaper. I mean, the quarterback market is the quarterback market. That's not changing. It's just going to continue to drive up. But you can go cheaper with, you know, an above average quarterback, which at times Kirk has been. But if you're paying him far less, that's giving you money. If you're Mike Zimmer to be, hey, we can play consider, we can play considerably the same way on offense, conservative. Um, you know, I love the scheme that Gary ran. Love the wide zone. Love you know the play action, the whole thing. What are those things that? I just mentioned stuff that San Francisco has done too. So you're getting somebody, you'd get a quarterback from a very similar scheme going into your offense. You'd be running something very similar to what he ran in San Francisco the year that they went to Super Bowl. So, you know, you do that, you have another set, you have a second round pick that you, that you lost because of the unique and trade. And then you can spend money on defense. You can win the games the way that Mike Zimmer wants to. And I just think that that's at least like when I'm thinking logically of how this team can actually get back to, you know, where they were in 2019, you know, what's missing is an elite defense. So the quicker you can get back to having an elite defense, I think the issues on offense, considering how many playmakers you have, will take care of themselves, even if you had somebody at the level of Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. The only concern there, the only caveat is availability. Kirk, to his credit, that man, that man is steel. He does not get hurt. He gets hit a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo has had injuries, so that is something that I think that you need to consider because you'd have to also have a contingency plan as far as like a legitimate backup, which brings me to my next point. They've got to draft a quarterback this year, whether it's Kirk or whether it's another quarterback, quarterback X, whoever, if they decide to trade Kirk away, recoup, you know, get, some, get out from under that contract. The succession plan needs to start now because, you know, Kirk is, you know, if you could ask him to restructure, you could try to keep kicking this thing down the down the line. Eventually, you're going to move on from him at some point. Why not spend one of those third round picks on a quarterback that can actually help you and potentially be somebody that takes over sooner rather than later? So where uh, 
in your mind, are the GM and coach as far as where this team is at? Because, like, we, we all basically have our thoughts, and to me, they certainly make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like, they're at the start of their extensions, but those extensions are basically, if, you know, if they, they come back with a bad 2021, they could be blown out. Uh, yeah, and they could be where, fired after that. Right. Where do you where do you think that that Spielman and Zim are as far as the progress of this team and what the realistic expectation for getting back to the playoffs is going to need to be as far as moves being made, Courtney? Well, I think that the Wolves are an ownership group that certainly lists into public opinion. So this is a team that has to make the playoffs this year. They have never gone in the last seven years two straight seasons without making the playoffs. That's uncharted territory under Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman together as the you know the GM and head coach. So that's that's bare minimum, make the playoffs. And now that you have seven seeds, should not be hard to do. I mean, honestly, if they would have taken the Bears game a little bit more seriously and not screwed up there, they would have been in the playoffs because of the way the scenario played out with Arizona losing and all that stuff in week 16 and 17. So... Um, I think that they're both, you know, as far as you look at this thing and like what the needs are guard, obviously, but that's, you know, I say that every year. So like offensive lineman, defensive tackle, edge rusher, you need, you need to rebuild your defense up front because it was not good last year, uh, just as far as the pass rush. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You can blame injuries, you can blame opt outs, you can blame whatever, but cold hearted fact is that that needs to improve. Um, I think that this team, at least, you know, from a leadership standpoint, that they're going to really try to be as active as they can um, in rebuilding a defense, whether that comes through free agency, whether that comes through the draft. But, you know, there's reason to believe that, in my opinion, that when you do one, the other will fall. If you like if let's say they address finding um, a defensive tackle, like a three technique and free agency, well, then that first round pick at 14 should be a guard. It really should. And there's a number of reasons why, other than the fact that like you, you address one, if you, if you're so financially strapped, like you address one and then you get your free one essentially uh, with, you know, your 14th overall draft pick. Um, And there's also the belief from people I've spoken with that, you know, these edge rushers that are for uh, projected first round picks, it's not a deep class. Why? A lot of opt outs, a lot of guys who had like the one year production, and that's just not a big enough sample size. Like, you know, I'm just going to say, like, if you're so keen on one-year production, you know who had one year of good, good, not great, but good production in the SEC? Armand Watts, a six-round pick for, from two years ago. How is that working out for you? So that's the type of stuff that I look at where I'm like, man, like, maybe they should go guard at 14. And then because this cornerback group is deep, you can get a cornerback on day three and probably be okay. Uh, there are a lot, lot of cornerbacks in this class, a lot of wide receivers again. Um, but if you're thinking that your your trenches were the area that needed the biggest boost, especially on the defensive side, side of things, I think that you know pr- probably Zimmer and Spielman right now, or you know soon, will be really trying to key in on that plan to how do they rebuild arguably the most important part of their defense. Yeah, with and with limited resources. And I, I have a question about mm-hmm. those limited resources in a second, but it's halftime of this episode here, which means Declan's going to cheers a Corona hard seltzer 
Yeah, I mean, if Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer want to enter the quarterback market, they're going to have to start with the Corona Hard Seltzer. That's just a given. And I don't know. Is, if, is that how it works? They just they is. just they just stone cold Steve Austin a bunch of Corona Hard Seltzers, you know, and then we're going to draft a guard. I don't think Kirk, Mike's on board. I don't think Kirk Cousins might not be the biggest Seltzer guy, but at the same time, he's going to be pounding a couple Corona Hard Seltzers when he figures out he gets traded to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> okay, it's going to happen because this month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime, Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Also, real quick here, uh, we welcome a new sponsor to the show, Whamatech. Thank you, yes. Uh, if you are listening or Great watching problem. us here on Purple Daily with a broken down phone, a tablet, a laptop, maybe, I don't know, I wouldn't say this to Whamatech, maybe you got frustrated with how that season ended and you were part of the problem breaking that phone, tablet, or laptop. Well, it's time to get a new one. You don't have to break the bank. Whamatech can help you out. They are a trusted supplier of pre-owned cell phones, tablets, and laptops, and new accessories. Wholesale prices available when you purchase 10 or more devices Whamatech is a local company here in the Twin Cities that will take great care of you. Find them online at whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. Um, in terms of resources, because ultimately, you know, this is, let, let's say, you know, let, let's put the Kirk trade stuff aside and say they're going to run it back. And and they're just going to deal with this contract as it comes along, which we don't recommend. You should deal with it now one way or the other. But let's say their plan, Courtney, is we're going to run this thing back. We love where the offense was going. We're going to get Daniil Hunter back and uh, and Michael Pierce. So their goal then would be, with the seats warm, maybe not hot, but warm, their goal would be to go from 7-9 and nine to contenders overnight. Combination of players coming back on defense, cap space that doesn't exist now, but that they could create with some cuts and restructures, and then mm-hmm. draft capital, which right now is one pick in the top 70 or whatever, um, do they have enough? Like, can they create enough resources to go from seven to nine to contenders with what they have right now? Well, you start with a salary cap because they did the, you know, they gave Riley Reef a million dollar bonus to recoup what he would have earned as far as the escalator in week 17. Um, you know, and, and that's the one where I'm looking like, does that create, you know, what's the conversation next becomes, is he on your roster in 2021? Because fifth day of the league year, excuse me, third day of the league year, that $5 million roster bonus for him um, that's earned. So you've got to decide, can do, can we go to Riley reef and restructure and ask him, you know, to take an extension? He may say no. Like that's the thing you've already, <laughs> you know, I'll say this about the, the Vikings and the Wilfs. Like that was a very move of very good faith that they did that because, Look at how that whole thing worked out. Why did they make Riley Reef take that contract restructure at the 11th hour going into the final week of preseason? In Ngakwe, right? Yeah. How'd that work out for them? If I'm <laughs> yeah. Riley Reef, I'm looking at them being like, thanks a lot, idiots. And they, like, they, not, yeah, no, I'm not saying anything about they like. They screwed him too, not, Courtney. They screwed him over in yeah, a way. Totally. Like, I'm, just, you know, I'm just saying, like, for Riley Reef, if I am Riley Reef, I'm saying, are you guys kidding me? You want me to take an extension and. You know, I, I'm trying to hit free agency so I can make big bucks yep. and go somewhere else. I'm, you know, I played a great season last year. I'm 32 years old. Um, no more discounts. I'm him. I'm saying no more discounts because you guys misjudge something. Should it fall on me? So that could happen. 
or Reef could say, hey, I do like it here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy in this offense. Um, I will take an extension. Either way, they've got to figure out something with Riley Reef because he's got a very high cap hit. Um, and it's just, you know, that's that's the first order of business. But then you can get into more nitty gritty with like obviously like releasing Kyle Rudolph would give you five and a half or five point one um, in space. You know, there's there's ways you could restructure Harrison Smith. You could you know, there's there's a lot of things that they can do here. But in order to free up the type of resources it would take to become contenders next year, I do think that you have to get a more more aggressive than you've been in free agency since 2018. You have to engage in a trade somehow, some way to, you know, free up, you know, to get, to get draft picks back, to free up some cap space, to really improve your roster. Like you can't do what they did last year, which they made one big, and I wouldn't even call it a splash. It was just one big move um, in signing a nose tackle in Michael Pierce, who didn't even play like, but that was the move that they made. I mean, yeah, they extended Kirk um, and sure, if we're talking about offseason as a whole, they you know gave Dalvin Cook the big extension, all of that. But if you are looking to create resources to get this team to ten and six, um, which you know you're you're certainly, I mean, unless you're in the AFC, uh, you know the AFC was so competitive last year. Some ten and six teams were looking at it and being like they might not actually make the playoffs, but bare minimum, a ten and six team should get you um, a wild card spot. So. With that said, like, I think that there's, you know, there's ways to do it. It's just they have to be aggressive. They can't just be, okay, well, we're going to be aggressive in the draft and keep trading back and get, like, 10 or 11 or 12 picks. <laughs> That's not going to help you build your team. Like, last year was really the only year in beca- – it's kind of their own fault because they never really admitted or at least pointed to – like, Mike Zimmer said he misjudged the defense. That was the last thing he told us when we last talked to him, that, you know, in the offseason he misjudged – what was going to happen on defense. If they would have kind of taken that approach, I think publicly speaking, they would have gotten at least a little bit more sympathy from the fan base um, and potentially in the, you know, the court of public opinion, because they still said, Hey, no, we're still going all in. Look at some of our moves. They reflect, you know, going all in after you just decimated your defense by releasing nine players in free agency. So, um, you know, they don't have time to, rebuild for another year they've got to be competitive next year and i think that that starts with being more aggressive than they've been in a long time in free agency hey on kirk uh courtney too uh so so on the third day of the league year this year in march if he's on the team the 2022 contract becomes guaranteed correct the the base salary yeah okay which is a lot and like you know that was going to be my question though what if they do that do do they have to get a promise that that he'll restructure potentially because I, I mean he he could basically if that whole thing is guaranteed going into 2022 he could basically cripple them salary cap wise yeah. i mean they they would be destroyed because the cap's coming down and it's going to go back up probably but it's not going to go back up by what the projection was at the time that he signed that contract so he I, either in my opinion has to agree to restructure or you have an immediate mm-hmm. problem that has to be addressed if he says this is my contract it's locked in and I'm not restructuring. Correct. And I you know that's a tough conversation. Uh, they they should be if they're not having it yet with his agent um they need to be figuring that out really soon because that could put them in like just a category you can't really recover from that, you know, again, ball and chain, that contract does not help them. And we knew at the time last year when he 
signed a two-year, $66 million extension, um, which was, you know, $96 million over the final three years of, like, this deal, which was 2020 through 22. Like, I remember looking at it and realizing, like, yeah, the no-trade clause is waived, but, oh, my goodness, this contract is going to kill you at some point if you don't figure it out. Like, you're kind of going on a year-to-year basis with him of, like, restructuring or at least, like, going back to the negotiation table, and that's, you know, these short-term deals – and just like the way that they've been backloaded, like he's a forty-five million dollar cap hit. That's yeah, exactly. You can't be on the roster at that, or you can't, you that, cannot yeah. have that. That's, like, high, so, that's higher than Patrick Mahomes' cap hit next year, just to put it into context for people. So, like you, you look at that and you're like, of course they're going to have to restructure. But to Judd's point, when, like you know, Kirk's got his guaranteed money. Um, if they don't do something, in my opinion, before that happens, then I think you're in a really tough spot because. He could theoretically be like, no, I'm not restructuring. This is, this is guaranteed money. Like I, you know, I'm on the roster third day of the league year. My next year's salary is already guaranteed. Um, so I think that if that's going to happen, logically, it would make sense to happen before you get to that point. Yeah. What is uh, just last thing for you here, Courtney? Just what is the percentage chance ballpark that you think they will actually trade Kirk Cousins here this offseason? I think it's probably low. Again, like I think it'd probably I'd give it like a twenty five percent chance, and that's you know probably higher than some people would like to hear. I think, and and the reason I'm so like you know still kind of on like the the cautionary side of it that it probably won't happen is because we don't know yet what Carson wants. We don't know yet like what other quarterbacks who are unhappy. And there's spots. There's not many. I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun's in his own category, and I tend to think that that's going to get even uglier than it is now. Come first week of September, he's going to have to sit out this season. Like, he's not going to budge. They're going to make him play. They're, you know, they're saying you either play or we're not doing this, no matter what the offer is, because I just don't think any team realistically could give you two first-rounders, two second-rounders, two immediate defensive starters, whatever the reported comp- compensation is. But, you know... Until we see what Carson Wentz goes for, that's going to give everybody else pause on wanting to jump in headfirst to the market. You've got to because if Carson Wentz goes for like two first, but let alone just like one first, then I think that you have the argument that you could say Kurt could go potentially for the same, depending upon which team he would be going to. Because you also have to realize people like don't get this. If I'm inheriting your ridiculous like expensive salary I might not be willing to give you a first round pick it's kind of like you scratch my back I scratch yours like I'll inherit that salary but you might not get more than just a second for him Mm -hmm. um and obviously like maybe like another player the quarterback on that team you know if you're gonna swap like don't forget how much he's money he is making and that is what the market called for and that's what his contract calls for like just don't forget that part and not because some people are so blind to see it and be like oh well you know of course he's worthy of a first round pick that may be the case, but financially, you're also incurring an exorbitant cap hit, an exorbitant salary. So, just saying, like, be prepared for that. Like that, be prepared for lower compensation simply based on the fact of how financially heavy it would be to inquire or to to take on a Kirk Cousins. Yep, like St- Stafford, more team friendly, and a lot of teams. I think yep. I think we put Stafford in the same bin as Cousins because their stats are the same, and they both have like zero playoff success. Cousins has more actually, mm-hmm. um, but I think the league views Stafford as more of a gamer who's been held back by the Lions, and it's and that that's why he got what he got. 
and Cousins has a different contract. But you're right. If Wentz gets a first-round pick, this conversation is way different. If yeah, if, if it's a second or a third for Wentz, all right, you know, maybe, maybe it's not worth it. Restructure, so. Kirk. San Francisco, <laughs> Kyle keep, and Kirk back together. Keep smoothing it out, baby. Back together again. All right, that's Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com, Vikings Insider. You can catch her as well on ESPN Radio as one of their main fill-ins. So, Courtney, we'll talk again soon. Appreciate you coming on. See you, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap here on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd, Declan producing. Uh, please click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple if you could. It helps spread the word about the show. Write that down, predictions, and an accountability session tomorrow. See you, everybody.